Hi, everyone. The following podcast is a direct message network and podcast one production. We are directly to your favorite stars. I like a bed that's really firm. I need something a little softer than that. Rest easy. With the Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed, you can both adjust your comfort with your Sleep Number setting. Can it really help me fall asleep faster? Yes, by gently warming your feet. Okay, but can it help keep us asleep? It senses your movements and automatically adjusts to keep you effortlessly comfortable. Sleep Number, proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. Don't miss our New Year's special. The Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Bed is only $899, plus special financing, only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial. Welcome to Adulting Like a Mother Father. We're your hosts, Daniela Monet and Andrew Gardner. Let's get into it. This is Adulting Like a Mother Father. Thanks for tuning in to learn more. We applaud you. Now sit back, relax. So baby, keep it pushing while we have a couple laughs. And maybe get a little mushy. But don't forget to take a deep breath. Adulting can be hard sometimes. Just take the next step. Pick the right foot up and put it in front of the left. You do this over and over and you'll be ahead of the rest. And let me introduce you to the star of the show, Daniela Monet. I bet you probably heard her say, Chicago, Chicago. Well, now she's all grown up and got a little baby boy. His name is Gio. Dang, what a bundle of joy. We're a tribe of three, but we're building a community. So come along. It's time for some adulting. Hello, everyone. Um, It is March 31st, 2020. It is a beautiful Tuesday morning in Los Angeles. I hope everyone's doing okay. Um... This is Adulting Like a Mother Father. I'm Daniela Monet, the mother. And I'm Andrew Gardner, the father. And we are both adults. adults. And if you are an adult or just trying to be one, this is the show for you. Let's jump in. Do you have an adulting win and fail for me, sir? Yes. Okay. So the adulting win is uh, we put together this new structure with Geo, right? Because we both needed some time to like just do our own things and like take care of some business stuff. Um, so we'll, we'll talk more about it. But ultimately, we decided that at least for like Monday through Friday, uh, you would take them in the morning and then we would switch off at like one o'clock. So like you have them all morning and then come one o'clock, he's mine basically until bath time. Mm-hmm. And that's your win? Yeah. I know. Because it's, it's been amazing. Yeah. It's been like great. it's freed up so much. Like the idea that you can have like multiple hours to just focus on what you got to do is crazy at this point. It feels so good. Um, adulting fail, adulting fail. I don't have anything right now that pops out at me. I know. I was going to say, I don't really feel like I have a fail right now as well. And my win is just the fact that we have positive attitudes and we are now in week two or three three of this quarantine-ness. So I'm grateful for the win um, that we don't feel that we're healthy and we have, you know, healthy families right now and we have, you know, good outlook for the most part. Yeah, we're keeping the minds healthy, which is most important. Totally. Yeah. Wow. What a trip. We are in this to win it, you guys. Um, Turns out 
This has been extended until I think April 30th in Los Angeles. Yeah, that's what I hear. So what did you feel when I told you that? Um, Because we don't really watch the news. So I found out from my cousin. Yeah, so (laughs) uh, I'm a pretty credible source these days. I get my news from Daniela. (laughs) And I get my news from my cousin. (laughs) And she gets her news from social media. Uh, Yeah, so don't do that. yeah, I mean, it doesn't really make me feel anything. Yeah. Like, I, I've kind of come to terms with where we're at, and um, I'd say I'm almost enjoying this time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, this has never happened before. It probably will never happen again in our lifetime. And, and the ability to just, like, pause and hit reset and kind of, like, focus back on you and what's important and, like, even just give yourself some time to do the things that you know, you've had on your checklist for probably months or years or whatever. And just like, you never had time to get around to it. Yeah. This time's been great for that. No, I agree. I I initially saw that text from my cousin and I, I thought, Oh, well, I'm first of all, not surprised. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if it gets extended longer and, and all of it is for our own well being. So I understand and I'm supportive and, um, I think I'm just grateful that again, like we have, each other we have geo we have distraction and and a home and things to keep us busy yeah the way they set these time frames you know it always makes me curious like there's got to be a psychological piece to it as well you know what i mean like the 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 health or the factual part of it i'm sure is is most of it but at the same time like they would have a general idea of how severe this could be and for how long you know and i always wonder is like are they putting a uh a deadline out there that goes beyond what they think really needs to happen or are they just doing it like in little incremental bits to keep us, mm-hmm. you know, like sort of digesting it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I definitely think the same way. Cause initially when he, when, um, the president, I think gave us like 14, what was it? 14 days originally. So. Yeah. And then I just got extended. We, I think we all knew that that wasn't going to be nearly enough. And, and part of that is due to the fact that like a lot of people just aren't complying. And so mm-hmm. it will get extended inevitably because people aren't, you know, abiding by these guidelines. Well, so, the cases are skyrocketing right and, now. Part yeah, of it's exactly. because like they've finalized more tests or whatever. Yeah. So people have access to that. And yeah. ultimately too, like, you know, there's a lot of people here. And mm-hmm. we, we moved slowly. So this is what's going to happen. True that. Um, apparently now we have the most cases in the world and right. steadily increasing. So so stay safe, everyone. Stay home. And that's probably probably all the Corona talk we've got for this episode because what's... Unless so- we pop some Coronas right now. <laughs> Which is funny because last night would I you? tried... No, I would not. It's I would drink much more coffee Dude, I at think this people point. are getting away with whatever they want to right now. Yeah, that's crazy. Which is... Not, I mean, it's fine, I think, for a short period of time, but you don't want to develop bad habits because eventually we're going to be back in real life. It sounds amazing. Like, that's definitely something that I would do on, like, vacation or something. But it's weird. Like, I'll hear about people doing stuff like that, like drinking mimosas on on a Monday morning right now, like, while they're watching TV or whatever. It's like, sounds kind of good. Yeah. But at the same time, like, would you feel good doing it? No, though? I beat myself up. Yeah, for that, for I sure. wouldn't either. I know, and maybe that's just our own like ha- habits and yeah things we've developed. It, it's but, probably for the better. Yeah, but anybody but anybody drinking mimosas <laughs> right now, raise your glass. A little ching ching, be nice. Um, I did go on Instacart thinking, oh, by chance, maybe they're operating again and maybe I can get, you know, a delivery from our like local market or whatever. And I well, put local some- market. Let's 
let's debate this real quick. Why? I came from Northern California. We said grocery store. Why? And you've said market. I remember you said market like early on. I was like, well, well what market are you going to? Is there a flea, the flea market? difference? I don't know. Uh, apparently, they're the same thing. I just want to know what, what people use. Oh, I, I mean, I'm. let's put a poll up. I don't know. I would say grocery store once in a while, but I think market's just less syllables. See, I thought of market as like a flea market, like an outdoor swap meet kind of thing. Yeah, because that's because... No. Because what? Because <laughs> you're from, you're, I don't know. You're what? from another place. Okay? Go ahead. No, I'm too tired to debate. Um, Pe- anyways. <laughs> People in LA don't, don't think that anything exists outside of LA. No, that's not true. I've, they they I, think the entire state of California is Los Angeles and Southern eh, California. Nah, I beg to differ. There, it's, you know, we are in a bubble for sure, but I enjoy traveling and I enjoy like, when you did have a lot more family up north in Sacramento, one of my favorite pastimes was being able to visit because yeah. it was so homey and comfortable. I felt like I was transported to a straight up Hallmark movie. And uh, yeah, that's the gist of that. So what's the latest and greatest? We've got... Latest a- and greatest. We got a dog update. Oh, yeah. I think Let's we talk t- about I that because a lot of people are asking about the dogs. About it. Well, we just both talked at the same exact yeah, time. Yeah, we did. Let's do it again. No. Okay. Um, anyways, okay, so dog update. So things are going really well. I ended up finding this guy, obviously, like, did a deep dive. I'm super analytical, so I'll, I'll research into something for hours and hours and hours. I found this guy. I really liked his style. Uh, I ended up taking the dogs to this guy for one day. So, he's a trainer. Yeah, he's a trainer, obviously. And um, the, the way he works is you bring the dogs. He and I talked for, like, two hours in the morning. We talked about everything that was going on. I left the dogs for a few hours for him to do an eval and do some work with them. And he took video of everything he did or whatever. And then I came back and picked him up and we talked for like another two hours about everything they did. Long story short, in two weeks, we've seen a massive change in the way that these guys like are acting and, and like how they are with each other and with us. And ultimately what it came down to this guy's theory was, um, it's all about hierarchy and dominance or whatever. And the dogs didn't feel like they had a dominant leader. So we had to reestablish that. And now like, just to give you an example, we could barely walk either dog. They were terrible on the leash. And you know, Jake was the dog that wanted to pull everywhere. And anytime he saw a dog or anything moving, that wasn't a person like he, he got super hyped and wanted to go after it. Now this kid walks behind me on the leash. Mm-hmm. I don't feel him whatsoever. When I stop, he stops five, six feet behind me. And all I have to do is like, if, if I lose his attention, I just like sort of pat my leg pretty loud. So he hears the sound and he's got both eyes back on me. It's all about distraction, right? Like getting their attention back on the leader. Yeah, kind of, kind of. This guy talks about like going back to nature where, um, the things that they're doing, like, like for example, him wanting to go after another dog. He's never thought that there's any danger in that. Whereas like if they were in nature, his mom or pack leader or whatever would, would have taught him that like certain things are dangerous and they never learned those things. We let them get away with basically everything. So now it's about like teaching them that situations are dangerous and then they stay away from it, which is totally fine with me because it's working, number mm-hmm. one. But B, like I'd rather have a dog that wants to retreat versus a dog that wants to be aggressive in all these situations. Yeah, and I think I was I was protective and I think a little bit skeptical skeptical because I was worried that any trainer we sent them to because they are these big strong and can potentially be aggressive dogs would use some sort of 
aggression towards them. And that was a fear of mine because mm-hmm. there are babies and, you know, I just didn't want anything to, to hurt them mentally or physically or emotionally. Yeah. So whatever was implemented was strictly based on like this theory that you guys are kind of all animals. Like I've seen you even act as though like you're sort of like a big dog and, yeah. and they react well to that. And so I'm totally in favor of this process. And I think it's really enjoyable to now have dogs that, um, have what feels like a lot more respect for us. And, um, yeah. in turn, our whole household at this point has been so much more enjoyable. Um, and it really is just us. So it's been nice to have some like structure and calmness and, yeah. and we're doing it with ourselves with this new little schedule we're implementing, um, two different schedules, the what, one for, where for we G? switch off. Yeah. Yeah. And I get the morning with Gio and then you get the afternoon. And then also with Gio now being six months old, we're kind of tweaking his nap schedule a little bit. And who would have thought that I would be the type to want some routine? Because I was not that way in the beginning. I remember if we were to listen to podcasts back in the beginning. Yes, I remember I was struggling with the idea of putting anyone on a schedule because we're just not that way. But if anything has taught us. Uh, See, I remember it differently. I mean, we can go back and listen. That's you know, may happen, maybe not. But, um, I remember you like wanting to get into the schedule pretty early on after talking I to some of your friends. I was told to do that and that everyone recommended it. And I was nervous about that because it was really, really hard to sort of train a baby to sleep when you want them to sleep and for how long they want, you want them to sleep and to wake up at a certain hour. And like all of it to me just felt very overwhelming to be a new mom. And then to have, you know, I don't know. It just felt like a lot, but now I'm understanding him. And I think with time as babies grow up, they're just easier to manage in a lot of ways. And they want to nap. They want to have, um, I think some routine. Yeah. I mean, going back to the comment of like, we're all animals. Like I think we, we, do better we thrive under some sort of structure yeah me too and it's like it's you know it's it's given us some clarity and calmness as well because i especially early on with the baby everything is so chaotic yeah so to know that you have at least some part of it that's regimented like at least i know i'll get a short break even if it's 20 minutes like during this time every day it's really nice to know that you have that i agree Um, yeah, with, um, Colleen now coming on the show, we've got Colleen Ballinger, who's going to come on and chat about her experience. She's a new mom too, and she is an incredible force to be reckoned with, a YouTube star, a writer. I mean, I'm sure she's directed her own con. I mean, obviously she's brought her show to Broadway too, right? I mean, she's done Broadway. She had a Netflix, like a super successful Netflix show, um, series, I mean, I don't know where to. And where above to all that, she's just like, you know, I've limited experience with her, but you guys have chatted a lot over the last six months or whatever. She's just a really nice person, like a really good person. Mm-hmm. And I she love came that. to my, my call. Is that what you say? Yeah. She like came, she can help me a lot. She was yeah. like a, like a support system that I, I didn't even know was there until it was there. And, yep. um, that's probably one of the most beautiful parts about becoming a new parent is that people come out of the woodworks to, you know, help you and suggest things and be there to support you. We've said it before, but like, especially the mom community is so strong. I know. And now my little dad community. Yeah. Daniel signed me up for (laughs) what's it called? Daddy and me? No dad's group. A A dad's dad's group. group. Why can't it be daddy and me? You have mommy and me. I don't know. It's called a dad's group. Okay. A dad's group. Okay. Okay. Dad. Um, Andrew just started 
a dad's group via Zoom the other day. Um, I still have been doing my mommy and me via Zoom. Well, I mean, first of all, we've been living on Zoom, living on Zoom. And I'll talk about the victorious reunion um, at the end of the show. So stay tuned for that because that was really fun. Um, but no, your dad's group. What did you think? I thought it was cool. I mean, it's a little weird. I, I, I don't know why it's weird. Like, for some reason, guys, when you become adults and you get together and you don't know each other, you're you're in many situations like reserved, right? Mm-hmm. And I I expected that, and it and it was like that. But I met there were only two other guys on it, and they were just awesome dudes. Yeah, and you said you related to them a lot. A lot. That's what was so cool, and I think that that's probably what you take from mommy and me mm-hmm. is like. You know, you're not usually having these conversations, even even the friends that I have that have kids or, you know, even following a very similar schedule to us where like their kids about the same age. We chat, but a lot of times it's small talk. It's like, oh, hey, how's your sleep going? Blah, blah, blah. But with this one, like um, Rebecca, the, the moderator, <laughs> she's a doula and she leads the classes. Yeah. I mean, she she had a sort of dive in deep and it was really just it was cool and comforting to know that. These other guys share a lot of the same experiences that I do. Mm-hmm. And it's just nice to be able to bounce that off. And you, it, it's simple. Like you just feel a little bit better knowing that somebody else is going through something similar or has gone through it um, and that you're not alone. And like that changes everything for you. Preach. Yeah. I have been saying that since the beginning. I'm so glad that you have this and I hope you continue it because, um, I mean, just that alone, just being able to know that you're not alone and to feel, you know, supported or heard or hear other people's experiences. So, you know, what's to come or anyways. Yeah. I'm, I'm so glad. And for, for anyone listening, who's either a mom or a dad or wants to be, um, I think biggest piece of advice is to, to create some sort of support system in your life or, seek that out because that is going to become your life support in a lot of ways. Yeah. Especially on the daddy front. Like and I've said this before too, we don't do it for whatever reason, but yeah. you should force yourself to do it. Like, mm-hmm. and if you got to be the one that like brings people together, then be that person. Yeah. No, it's pretty I don't powerful. Disagree. I think it's really special. Um, well, let's take a quick break and let's chat with, um, Colleen Ballinger. I'm so excited for you guys to hear about how we know each other, our experience on Thank You Next, the music video with Ari and, um, all things she's working on with, uh, Miranda Sings and so on and so forth. So stay tuned. More adulting like a mother father when we come back. Okay, so now more than ever, you guys, we have to do our part to keep our bodies healthy, especially in the long run. You know, and even if we try to eat really balanced diets and we, you know, eat kale salads, drink green smoothies, we're still most likely not getting all the essential nutrients we need on a daily basis. So um, we're here to talk about Ritual. Ritual is an obsessively researched vitamin for women. And um, Ritual has this vitamin that is called the essential for women. It's a multivitamin. It's completely reimagined. They've got everything from D3 to omega threes. And it really is just something that helps fill in the gap in a woman's diet. Um, they also have this no nausea capsule that is designed to gently digest in an empty stomach. And there's a mint tab in every bottle to keep things fresh. So you don't get that fishy aftertaste that's common with most omega threes. Um, that's Gio yawning, uh, big fan, obviously because I've been chugging vitamins lately and just in general, especially since being pregnant and breastfeeding, really important to take something that's going to help fill in those gaps. Uh, it's traceable and transparent 
And for obsessive label readers like myself, all of Ritual's vegan-friendly, sugar-free, non-GMO, gluten-free, and allergy-free ingredients and their sources are out there for the whole world to see, which is really important for me when I'm putting something in my body. So Butter Health doesn't happen overnight. And right now, Ritual is offering our listeners 10% off during your first three months. So fill in the gap in your diet with Essentials for Women, a small step that helps support a healthy foundation for your body. Just visit ritual.com slash adulting to get your start for Ritual today. That's 10% off during your first three months at ritual.com slash adulting. Now back to adulting like a mother father. Thought it might be interesting to just share a little bit about how we even know each other. Okay, sounds good. Okay, so I met you, gosh, I mean, at this point, how many years ago? 10, 12 years ago? Something like that. It had to have been, yeah. I don't know exactly when. It was It was a long time ago, though. I mean, it had to have been at least 10, 10 years ago, right? Yeah, yeah. Just meet through Ari? Yeah, I think that's how I recall it, right? Yeah, but I remember, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I would go to set all all the time for Victoria's yeah. and just come hang out. And um, I was always so nervous because I was like, you want me to go on a TV set and hang out with you? Like, <laughs> this is weird. Um, so yeah, I was always so nervous to meet everyone, but like, you guys were always so nice. And, and then of course, we'd always see each other at like random grande events and parties like you know birthday parties and whatnot so yeah I know I love that you call them grande events because they are just that Um, yeah there was never just like a dinner party it's always like it's always very intense yeah or themed like Harry Potter or just Uh something just over the top and awesome right um okay yeah so that was you know a different lifetime ago you've you've come quite a long way in your endeavors I mean would you yeah, likewise, you-, you have too. I mean, all the oh stuff that gosh. you have done, is, it's been so awesome and inspirational. I love following your journey. It's, it's been amazing. Oh, thank you. I think uh, probably the most interesting and the most complex and the most rewarding has become being a mom. Yes, definitely. Yeah. I don't know if you'd agree with that. Oh my God. Uh, yes. Times a million. I mean, I've done, I've done so many crazy things in my career. And I think the craziest time of my life is when I was, beside from being a mom, which I'll get to in a minute, but I was doing my uh, Netflix show. We were shooting the show in Vancouver and I was producing, writing, starring in it. And I mean, I was sleeping two or three hours a night and working just 24 seven. And I was also still uploading four times a week on my YouTube channels. And I thought to myself, nothing will ever be harder than this. Like nothing will ever be more rewarding. Nothing will ever be harder than this. And like all it took was honestly for me to get pregnant, first of all. And then, you know, having a baby, obviously there's nothing more rewarding, nothing more amazing and nothing more difficult and confusing and uh, challenging. I, I mean, there's, there's no word that is left out of describing motherhood, you know? So, uh, yeah, it's been really an amazing journey. I couldn't agree more. Now, one of the, not this last time, obviously, at Flynn's birthday party was probably the last time I saw you. But prior to that, you were in your third trimester and we were filming Thank You Next. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you were in the cutest little cheerleaders costume. <laughs> and now looking back, I'm thinking, I, I don't even know how, not that you were big by any means, but I remember in my last trimester, I was wearing basically men's t-shirts and that's about it. So yeah. the fact that you were even there late at night. I mean, walk us through a little bit of your pregnancy journey because, um, 
I'm just curious. I'm always curious. I think it's all just so fascinating and magical, but everyone's experience is so different. And I'm right. curious to hear yours. Well, I always, I loved following your journey when you were pregnant because you just had that um, experience that I'd always dreamt of and like wanted for myself and for every woman who ever gets pregnant. Of course there were challenges with yours because there just is. Pregnancy is not easy by any means. Um, but it was so wonderful to be able to watch someone else experience something I had just experienced, but like the complete opposite. Cause my pregnancy experience was not enjoyable. And I wish that it was, and I, I cried about it constantly, how much, how guilty I felt that it, it was not enjoyable for me. Um, I really wanted it to be this magical, wonderful thing, but basically anything terrible that could have happened during my pregnancy kind of happened. And I remember actually when you got, when you announced that you were pregnant, I remembered when we were shooting Thank You Next, we sat in the trailer and I just talked to you specifically. I remember you looking at me really intensely, like listening to everything I was saying and asking me so many questions about it. I don't know if you were already pregnant or trying to get pregnant at the time. Um, but I remember when I found out you were pregnant, I was like, oh no, I just talked so terribly about pregnancy to her. I hope I didn't scare her because it's obviously so different for everybody. But my experience at that point, I was eight months pregnant and I was miserable and had been miserable for eight months. And so I was telling you every detail of how horrible it was. <laughs> and then you said, this was it. I remember you saying like, this was it. I'm never doing this again. Yes. Yes. And, and you know, what's so sad is that like, you know, everyone said, once you have the baby, you'll experience how magical that is. And you'll forget all of this and you'll want another one. And I can't tell you how many times I have cried because I do want another kid. I want lots of kids. Like I love being a mom. Really? Yes. Oh my God. Oh my but, gosh, I'm, I'm sh- okay. But yes, but here's the, but I've been so sad because never have I had the moment of, Oh, it wasn't that bad. I'll get pregnant again. So we are looking into adoption. We're looking to other ways to have kids. Um, because my pregnancy was that bad. <laughs> It was so hard that I can't, I really like the thought of doing it again still like scares me. And I think the hardest part for my pregnancy was, yes, there were physical pains and, and troubles, um, throughout my entire pregnancy. I couldn't walk for most of my pregnancy. Um, I was in a lot of pain. I was fainting a lot and oh my gosh, it was really just terrifying. I got this horrible, um, thing at the very end of my pregnancy where my liver was leaking bile into my bloodstream. And the outcome is either you have the baby early or the baby doesn't make it. And so that was terrifying. But the worst part about it all was that I experienced prepartum depression, which I didn't even know was a thing. And I didn't know that you could get that until after I had the baby and I felt like me again. And I was like, oh my God, I was depressed. I had no idea. And so, you know, maybe if I were to ever get pregnant again on accident, (laughs) I would, I would be able to like, know that that was a thing. And so that if I had prepartum depression again, I, I would know more about it and be able to handle it better. But I think I was just so confused as to why I was so sad and I didn't know that that could happen to women. So, um, you know, I, 
that's why I appreciate women like you who are so open online about your journey, because I think the more women who are open and honest about their journey during pregnancy and postpartum, it really educates other women out there, whether it's beautiful or difficult, challenging, amazing. I think every story is so important for women to tell. So we're hearing every aspect of it. Cause all I had ever heard was pregnancy is great and birth is really hard. And I had the opposite experience. My pregnancy was almost, it felt impossible. And my birth was wonderful. I loved it. Like that's one of the reasons I'm sad I'll never be pregnant again is because I loved my birth. So, um, yeah, it's, I, I really appreciate how open you've been about your whole experience. Cause it was really wonderful for me to see that. And, Aww. uh, cause all I knew was my experience, which was really hard. Yeah, no, I, I feel you on that on so many levels. And, and let me first start by saying you were such a support system for me postpartum um, because my experience was so different than yours where mm-hmm. I actually, in so many words, enjoyed my pregnancy more than I enjoyed, you know, the first maybe even month or two of being a mom. Right. Um, and that's just me being so, so honest because there's just a lot of unknowns. And I think when you said that you just didn't know there was such thing as prepartum pregnancy or whatever, or is that what you called it? Depression, prepartum depression. Prepartum depression. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think I understood the extent of the weight after giving birth. Um, because I just thought, I just know I want to be a mom and I, I think it'll be natural and I just can't wait to be a mom. And I was so looking forward to it. And in reality, there was so much that I didn't account for or, or have any idea about, you know, in terms of how difficult breastfeeding was going to be initially. And, you know, the sleep deprivation being such a huge you know, just hurdle for me. So there are so many angles of the entire journey of pregnancy and motherhood, and it's always changing and it's always so different for everyone else. So even if somebody told me this might be hard, or even if you told me, for instance, that pregnancy would be hard, like it wasn't enough for me to (laughs) make any other decision. I knew that I wanted to be a mom and I was going to handle it. You know what I mean? Like you just go into it thinking, no, I'm just going to, I'm going to approach it however I can and, and try to be positive. And that's really a, that's the strength that comes from being a mom, right? We all just get through it somehow. I think that's exactly it. I think that's what being a mom is, is like doing everything you can to make sure your baby is happy and healthy and, and, and just getting through it somehow every day, just, you know, well, we survived today and we, we made Mm -hmm. it through and, um, but it's, it is so amazing. And you always hear that too, before you have a kid, like, oh my goodness, like, it's the most rewarding thing in the world. And you're always like, okay, relax. But then you have it. You're like, no, that's the only way to describe it. It's the most rewarding, like wonderful thing. Um, But yeah, I think uh, it's that post that those first couple months are brutal. They're Mm -hmm. really, really brutal. And I think that's what made me realize that I did have prepartum depression because even though I wasn't sleeping, I was exhausted. I, I don't know how detailed or how much information. Yeah, no, please be honest. Yeah. I, I mean, my, um, recovery was, I, I had a natural birth as far as like, I didn't have a C-section, but I tore almost the worst case scenario. So my recovery was really, really painful. There was a lot of stitches and, um, a lot, a lot of bleeding and it was horrible. And 
even with all of that, even with our baby had colic for a few months Mm -hmm. um, and he never slept, (laughs) which most babies don't at first. And um, it was really, really, really hard. Even with all of that, I was so much happier than I was when I was pregnant. Mm. And that's what made me realize like something was wrong when I was pregnant, because if I am feeling even better than I was during my pregnancy and I'm going through all of this, like something was obviously very wrong. So, um, cause those first few months, man, they are, yeah, they're a lot. (laughs) They're horrible. Like it is so bad. Like the amount of times Eric and I, you know, just speaking candidly would Mm -hmm. have like a system where, we, we'd have to sit down with each other and say, okay, we have to really pay attention to each other right now. Like, yes, we're taking care of this baby, but if I notice you losing your mind, I'm going to take him from you. Not that we would ever do anything. No, of course, of course. But just that, like that we would have to support each other so that we didn't break down just sobbing. So like he would see me holding him and just see my face and, and see how overwhelmed I looked. And he would just be like, all right, we're going in the other room and pick up the screaming baby and go in the other room. And then I would do the same thing for him if he looked like, because you know the look, you must know the look. The look mm-hmm. you get oh on your my head. gosh, we know the look. <laughs> the look <laughs> and Andrew head. implemented the same rule. Yeah, I'm, I'm really? so glad. Yeah, I'm so glad that you touched on that because the reality is, is like you have moments, you have whole days or multiple yes. where you just feel out of your mind. Like it is such a challenging process at times, and it's so important to be able to say like, look. I need a break. I need you to take him. And I think you guys like, you know, you did it even better and went a step further and just said, look, I'm going to, I'm going to watch out for you and I'm going to be aware of like how you're feeling. And if I see you looking like you need a break, I'm stepping in. And I think that's so cool. Yeah. It's, I'm so glad you guys understand so that other people listening are like, what? They did that? (laughs) No, I think it's a healthy way of approaching it because you kind of fill your tank the second like someone else steps in and you're able to like collect yourself or for me, it's like stretch my arms because you know how it is to have a big baby. It's like stretch my arms, you know, make my back a little bit more comfortable, have some water, pee. And then I'm like, okay, that's all I really needed. And I can jump back in now. Yes, totally. And by the way, we have a almost one and a half year old now and we still have to do that sometimes. But now <laughs> since he's talking and running around and being a maniac, we will just go up to each other and be like, Hey, you got to take him. I'm losing my mind. So like, you know, so now it's at a point where we just like, like say that to each other. We'll just barge in wherever the other person is in their room and just be like, Hey, it's your turn. I'm, I need a break. <laughs> I so. totally get it. Um, so just because, you know, times are obviously unique right now, I'm curious to hear how you're managing a one and a half year old with, you know, we're fortunate to be able to even work in these new conditions of being quarantined or self-quarantined. So how are you making time for one another? You know what I mean? Like you have to entertain him. You still have to figure out how to have some sort of work regimen. How is it all going? (laughs) Well, you know, it's it's not easy. Um, we actually just had a talk about this yesterday. He sat me down and was like, hey, we need to figure this out because this is getting crazy. Um, you know, we can't have babysitters over. We're really quarantining ourselves. So we're like, it's just him and I, and I am working. I feel like somehow I'm working more now all of a sudden, I think because I work from home always. Now everyone is like stressed about 
the amount of work they're losing and, and how stressful these times are that there's like somehow more work getting thrown at me. So I've been pretty overwhelmed. And um, he's like, let's figure something out. But our like sacred time is after he goes to bed. And so we talk about how hard that is because we sometimes just want to go to sleep too um, because we're so tired. But for us, that time is so crucial to cook dinner together. We eat dinner so late, which I know health-wise you're not really supposed to do, but it is so important for us to cook together and make a meal together and sit down and veg out watching a stupid television show. Or last night we played Scrabble Hmm. or do a puzzle. So like having that time together, even if we're so tired is super important or we kind of fall apart as parents. And so, you know, you can't parent your best if you're not spending that time together, even if it is just watching some dumb reality TV show and laughing at it together that's really important to us for survival. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes we get to that point in the night and Flynn's hard to put down and it's 8.30 or 9 at night and we get together and we're like, this is the first time I'm really talking to you today about something that's not a nursery rhyme or, <laughs> you know, the new sign that Flynn learned today in sign language or, you know, Aww. whatever it is. It's like, so that time is really, really important to us. Uh, it's after his bedtime. But we do try to have those moments uh, during the day too. So walks are great. We'll take yeah. him on a walk. Cause when he's in a stroller, he somehow is magically not talking anymore. He'll <laughs> <laughs> sit there and just kind of look at the cars and the airplanes and just kind of sit and be to himself. And so on those walks, we can also like have conversations and spend time together, but it is hard to find that balance, uh, especially with a new kid. I mean, yeah. it's so hard to find time to reconnect with your person and and that totally. is so important in order to still be good parents, I think. Mm-hmm. I think it's an ever-changing process too because mm-hmm. what works right now, you know, right now you're limited to mostly PM hours to connect for us too, you know, because well, Gio's so hands-on because he's not even mobile. So it's right. like, you know, we are, we're constantly holding or switching hands and figuring out new stations in our house that he's content in for temporary time and then moving them on to the next one. Right. It's all about distraction. So I, I so get it. And I know, again, like it'll change in different ages and stages. Um, so no, we, we feel you. And obviously right now things are so kind of upside down. And I think um, I'm just trying to figure out different ways of entertaining him outside of just Andrew and I, because I want him to still be able to be independent, you know, and be able to like have moments where he is by himself and, and learning or growing. And so, you know, yesterday, was it yesterday? Yeah. Yesterday we had a little like online music class, which was I really saw cool. That. I oh, saw so that special. I I feel like, you know, entertainers right now, it's a great opportunity for them to curate content for all kinds of people. You know what I mean? Obviously all of us are looking for outlets and, and places to, to be sort of lost and consumed, but so are kids. Yeah. So, you know, it's a great opportunity for these programs to, to come to life. And again, like, I think we have to throw screen time out the window right now. Oh yeah. That was the best thing. I saw a tweet yesterday that was like the only medical professionals advice that I'm not following right now is the screen time amount for children. That's the only <laughs> advice I will not take from a medical professional because my kid is mm-hmm. um, Yeah, just something because it's good for them to be able to like relax. Right. You know, and right now I think we're all going a little stir crazy and it's, we're just at the beginning of all this. Yeah. All right, everyone sit tight and we'll be right back for some more adulting like a mother father. 
if you're still using one of the big wireless providers this year, have you asked yourself what you're paying for? Between expensive retail stores, inflated prices, and hidden fees, you're being taken advantage of because they know you'll pay. Enter Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile provides the same premium network coverage you're used to, but at a fraction of the cost because everything is online. That's right. Mint Mobile saves on retail locations and overhead and then passes those savings directly to you. It's a brilliant concept. I mean, we do everything online now. Why would you not, right? You can get the same exact thing for way less, way like less. with Mint Mobile. I mean, you can cut your bill down to 15 bucks a month. Yeah, it's crazy. Every plan comes with unlimited nationwide talk and text. And you can stop paying for unlimited data you'll never use. All you do is choose between plans with 3, 8, or 12 gigabytes of 4G LTE coverage. Yeah, and you use your own phone with Mint Mobile, so you can keep your same phone number along with your existing contacts. It's very, very easy. Right, right. So go on and ditch your old wireless bill and start saving with the one and only Mint Mobile. Yeah, to get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash motherfather. That's mintmobile.com slash motherfather. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month. Mintmobile.com slash motherfather. All right, guys, we're back. Here's adulting like a mother father. How old is he now? I, I don't he's know. almost six months, so he's oh just about God. five and a half. Yeah, oh guys, I bet everyone's telling you this. Just wait, like now's the time where the corner turns a little bit, and it's like the most. I mean, it's always been fun, but it gets like the most fun. Like, I know. It's, it's so fun. I know. Um, I know. I feel it. I feel it. And I, it's so weird that you talked about wanting more kids because I wasn't sure where you stood with that. Just because I know that you you did have a rough pregnancy, but I I don't know what's happening in my body, but it's a dude, baby going, fever moment. She is going bananas. <laughs> That's the time. That's what everyone says. They're like around six months is when the baby. Really is so cute. I've always heard between like six months to a year and a half. You're just like this baby is so cool and so fun, and I just need more babies. Oh my, my friends, All my friends who had babies the same time as me are pregnant they're all what wow so okay so it's a real thing see i was trying to be quiet about it for a while i was like (laughs) i'm gonna keep these thoughts to myself well okay for like i don't know a couple weeks i was like i'm gonna just digest what's happening inside my body and maybe it's hormonal and then i brought it up in mommy and me and i said okay i kind of need to get something off my chest and they weren't surprised because they're just like we saw it coming you've been like you know inching towards that direction we could see it but i'm like I just now I had I had to talk to Andrew about it. I'm like this is so real like I need to get this off my chest. <laughs> right. Yeah, no. I I felt that too but that's when I got sad. I cried because yeah, I was like I, I have it. that yearning to have another kid but I can't bear the thought of experiencing those physical and emotional pains again. So mm-hmm. um you know, I am desperate to have more kids. Like I would I would adopt one right now if I could. Um, Like I, we're so excited to have more kids. Uh, We're not quite there yet at the point where like, I mean, I would probably do it, but (laughs) I don't know if Eric's 100% on board with having more right away. Um, But I am, I'm so excited that that feeling definitely is, is so real. It's like, oh my God, this is magic. Like watch magic. It's magic. And And like, totally. Yeah. But I, I understand, you know, our partner's point of view, because it almost sounds like 
impossible because we think about our day to day and it's like, we really don't have any downtime period, right? Unless he's napping, which is short lived, right? And then how do you manage or juggle, you know, more living beings that you care so much for and you want to make sure that they have equal opportunity in life and I don't know. Yeah. The magic of like getting to know their personality, especially now guys, just wait, it's going to be, you guys are going to lose your minds with how fun it is. Like Mm. when their personality really starts to develop, it is so cool. Like it, and that to me has been the most like, uh, difficult part to resist, you know, having another baby immediately is like, well, this is so cool to watch like that. He is, is, he's his own person, no matter how we parent him, like the things he's passionate about, the things he likes, his personality. Yeah. Like, yes, there is some, um, nurture there, but a lot of it is nature. And it's like, Whoa, what would the next one be like? What would their personality be like? How, you know, to see Flynn is like this sweet, giving, shy, passionate little person. Like I've never, like there's parts of his personality I've never seen in another human before. And it's so magical to watch those things come out in him, especially now that he's like starting to walk and starting to talk. And like, it's so, it is the coolest experience I have ever experienced in my life. And so that yearning to like want to experience that again. And what would the next one be like? And it's so hard to resist. Um, especially that, like, I mean, I, I don't know what it would be like to be a dad at all, obviously, but as a mother, the, it's a totally different ball game because you grow this person in your body. And then for, you know, us, we breastfed mm-hmm. and what that experience is like and, and what, you know, that entails and the bonding that comes from that. I'm still breastfeeding him and he's over 15 months old. I love so, it. Um, you know, that there's so much to it there. Like this dude is my best friend. This little guy is like my, my little soulmate. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I could do this. I could have more of these little soulmates. I, like, <laughs> I want to do that. <laughs> so oh it's- my gosh. Um, not, not to get too, too weird or introspective on this one, but I'm just curious where your head lies with this. Cause it is a real thought, but like, do you ever get consumed by the idea of like, there's just so much unknown in the world and, you know, bringing, bringing life into the, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Of course. It's- and I think that's where Eric and I balance each other out really well is because I'm, I do do that, but I also am very much like, ah, it's okay. It's okay. I'm butterflies and rainbows. Don't yeah. worry about it type of personality. So Eric is more like the realistic, like, Hey, look at our world right now. Do you want to bring another person into this? Like, look at how people are treating our earth and they're not protecting our earth. And what are we giving to these children? Like what is Flynn going to grow up into if people aren't protecting mother nature and like what is he even going to have an earth you know in the future like do we want to bring another person into that it's definitely a discussion we had before I got pregnant and while we were pregnant while I was pregnant you know he brought that up a lot how much that scared him and it's made us change a lot of our decisions since becoming parents as you know what we do to try to protect the earth more and um you know, because we can only control what we can control and we can't control a lot of the horrible decisions that are being made for us and where our government is going and all of these things, but we can control, you know, how we're helping the earth be a better place. And, um, so yeah, I mean, that definitely comes into play when you're thinking about having a kid. I think 
that's why Eric and I are a good partnership because I'm a little bit more like, it's going to be fine. (laughs) And he's like, no, which also helped us with, you know, the current situation, which, um, you know, we won't go too much into, but I, it's all just, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, a few weeks ago was like, it's nothing. Like, it's not a big deal. Relax. And he was like, no, we need to get stuff now. So we stocked up on baby food and we stocked up on waters and canned food. And I was like, you're crazy, but okay. And we stocked up on it. And then, you know, now I'm like, thank God he did that because I was so like, it's fine. And I would have been one of the people in the grocery stores, you know, getting whatever was left on the shelves a few days ago. So, um, really balance each other out well in that way. Cause yeah. while we're very different, we, we respect each other's, um, you know, polar opposites when it comes to situations like this. So yeah, I mean, he's always kind of making me a little bit more level headed because I think we would have had adopted four more kids by now. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I so get it. I think, um, I've become a lot more butterflies and rainbows, um, with having geo because right. He brings me so much joy. So even though I was probably the one to start the conversation about, do we want to bring a life onto this planet prior to having him? I'm now the person who's like, but our world is so special. And sometimes it's really just about our little unit within our walls and let's create more special moments like that. So it's like that constant balance of just being, I guess, realistic, but then also being a little selfish in a way. Yeah, totally. And also, you know, something Eric said to me that just popped in my head when I was pregnant, uh, we found out we were having a boy and we, of course, were so excited. And then the thought kind of slipped into my mind of like, oh no, another white male on this planet, my little feminist brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he said something that like struck me so hard. And cause you know, we're going through a lot in our world and, um, and he was just saying, you know, we get to raise a good one. We can, mm-hmm you know, raise someone who cares about the earth and who's, we can teach him to be kind and respect humans and respect all living creatures and respect this earth and be smart and responsible. We can, we can do our best to teach him these things so that there's another good one out there. And I was like, Oh my God, I love the way that you, not to think that we're so amazing. We're going to, no, no, but but to have another human being on this earth who at least we're doing everything we can to teach him you know, how to be a nice person. And a good no, I couldn't person agree more. Was like, so, it helped me so much to like, realize like, okay, this is, you know, um, this is going to be a lot of fun and really cool. And it has been, it's been magic. Oh, okay. Well, I couldn't agree more. I think that's our responsibility for anyone who's, who's growing a family is to, to create better opportunity for little beings to make change and positive change. Um, so with that, you bring a lot of positivity into the world with your beautiful entertainment and you are just so freaking hilarious and so gifted. And I couldn't thank you more for adding so much value, um, in that regard, especially in times like this. So I want to hear, you know, obviously circumstances are strange right now, but I want to hear what your, what your general plan is in terms of your little world, what's going on for, for work and how are you? Yeah. Uh, well, thank you. You're so sweet. So many nice compliments, <laughs> but I, uh, I'm planning a lot of fun things. Who knows what the future holds right now, but, um, you know, I, I have been working from home a lot since having the baby. Cause I, you know, make videos on the internet and, and I write 
um, with my brother. We're writing, we wrote a movie last year. Nothing's been made, but we're all constantly, as everyone in Hollywood is trying to get something else made. We're writing a TV show right now and I'm hoping something can happen. But a big part of my career is tour, um, which is currently you know, postponed. Mm-hmm. But um, I realized the importance of making sure I'm doing work that I love separate from Flynn, because recently, a couple weeks ago, right before all this happened, I went to Grand Rapids, Michigan to do a show for a comedy festival. It was my first time away from my son. And I was there for just two nights. And the first night I sobbed my freaking brain out and was mm. such a mess. And I asked the internet for help. I was like, how do you deal with this? Moms out there, like, tell me what to do. Cause I can't breathe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and most people are like, just enjoy it, which I couldn't take that advice. I didn't understand. And then people started saying, you know, this is so important for you as a human. And it's important for your husband too, to have moments away from him that don't have to do with him. Not you going out running errands for him, not you going out and, doing something quick for yourself, but going out and really doing something for you that can stimulate your brain that doesn't have to do with your child. It will help you be a better mom. And I was like, that's crazy. No way. Everything's about my son. This is, this this is not going to help me. First night I cried my brains out. And I, next night I performed without my son backstage. I didn't rush off stage and breastfeed him like I usually do. I, he, he wasn't there during the sound check, you know, for me to hear him crying in the wings or fussing or whatever, or me wanting to go play with him in between work emails and meetings, like he was not there. And I could 100% focus on my work. And yes, of course I missed him. And yes, of course I would have way rather him being there, but it, I, the way I felt the next night, I felt like, like I desperately missed him, but I also felt like uh, refreshed and creative and excited to work and motivated. And I didn't understand what people meant until I experienced it. And I was like, oh my God, this is so important. And I came home and I was like, Eric, you need to go out today. Like go do anything, whether it's like going to the gym for a couple hours or going and like getting, finding some woodworking craft to do all day. We need to be supporting each other so we can go do things that aren't just like going to get food or, you know, doing things that are necessary. It's like, we need to be doing things for us individually away from our son so that we can still be humans apart from our child so that we can be better parents for him. I didn't know how important that was. So since that, um, since that trip, I've been like on fire to like, uh, with all these new projects and I got home and was inspired and motivated to work and to write and create. And, um, you know, obviously I missed him more than anything, but I just didn't know the importance of it until it happened to me. And he wasn't, it was, he was 14 months old when I went and that was my first time experiencing being away from him and, and feeling fulfilled independently from him. And that was uh, a crazy experience. And I feel guilty saying that out loud because no, no, I get it. Um, you know, there's mom guilt that comes with like Mm -hmm. spending any time away from your kid at all. It's very like, you know, taught not to do that in our society. A lot of times that like, yeah, you know, you should, you know, not go away from him or enjoy things away from your kid. Right. It was important. I felt so much, um, fulfillment, you know, obviously my, my Flynn part of my heart was empty and I needed that to get filled up again, but my creative part of my heart and mind were full. And that was so important. And so to anyone listening and to you guys, I'm sure you're yeah, doing that, but uh, remember that it's important to fill up your, your creative juices um, aside from 
your time with little Gio, you know? Uh, no, and I, I needed to hear that because I have felt like there's nothing outside of him I'm interested in. I mean, I gave up. I mean, people watched me work out until the day I gave birth, essentially, and I could care less to leave to go even do that. And that's for my my health and mental health, too. Right. So I I need to be reminded of that as well. So it's important for people like you who we see be so involved and still manage all these other things as well, say how important it is to, you know, step away and just trust that it's going to, it's only going to make you a better person and a better mother. So um, I appreciate that because it isn't easy to admit that. I mean, I know what you're saying because it's weird how I've felt like I have said vocally so many times, oh, I don't even need to work out anymore. I don't need to even like go away if it's going to be more than an hour or two. And I need to stop saying that because I feel like in a weird way, it's, it's almost setting this bad precedence for, for people, you know, in the world that think, you know, mom guilt needs to be justified. Like, you know what I mean? It, there's a balance for sure. There's definitely a balance and everyone is different too, you know? And, and trust me, you're preaching the choir. Like I never left Flynn's side, like, except for when I was on stage performing or like in a meeting and he was right there. Like I, Mm -hmm. he he toured with me. He lived on a tour bus with me. Oh my gosh, I I know. He never left my side for almost 15 months. And that was the first time I went away from him. And so I never wanted to leave Flynn. I felt I've, I've filmed it. I talked about it in a vlog where I was crying at this hotel and I was like, you guys are telling me to just enjoy my time. I don't enjoy my time without him. I can't, I don't understand what you're saying. Like, so trust me, you're, I know exactly that feeling because that's me and a hundred percent. And Um, so I didn't realize how important it was until I experienced it and really had complete isolation away from him. And obviously that's impossible right now, but, (laughs) but when it's possible again, (laughs) it's really important. And, um, you know, and also for the, for daddies out there too, because that was another thing that comment that kind of struck me. Someone was like, it's important for Eric too, to have that. And, um, I was like, oh yeah, I need to be like, making sure that we're both getting that time. So, um, you know, cause I always feel like we both are because I'll watch the baby so that he can shower and do his morning routine and run errands or he'll watch me so I can go run errands or, you know, whatever it is. But I'm like, Oh no, we need to be watching each other so that he can do like a fun project, you know, right. um, right. something he did before we had him. Totally. And some and same for me. Like I need Eric to watch him so I can go really enjoy performing. Um, not that I don't enjoy it when he's there. I love it. It's just completely different. The whole time yeah. I'm thinking, okay, okay, how many more songs? Okay, and then I can go back to stage and he's right there and I can hold him. How many more songs so I can go hold my baby? How many more minutes of the show? And, and so I'm just thinking about him backstage. Is he crying? Is he okay? Is he having fun? Is he asleep? Like that's all I'm thinking about when I'm on stage. Mm-hmm. I'm completely consumed with it. And when he wasn't there. Sure, I was thinking, I hope he's okay at home, but I had already gotten a text message before I went on stage of him asleep. And so I knew he was asleep. I knew he was safe. And so I could just fully enjoy it. So good for you. Good for you. I was at once, girl. No, (laughs) I know, but it takes one time. And, you know, now we can be all absorbed in their life. But little things I think just to, to do in the meantime, like something that came to mind for me, it's like, you know, as much as I want to take Gio for a walk, maybe it's important that we, like I go out for a walk or you go out for a walk and, and get outside and, and have some alone time so you can collect your thoughts and, and have a little like creative inspo as well. So there, there are always ways of, of adding more of that into our lives. And I think it's just a good reminder for all of us. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, it's, I sobbed. You'll sob. I get it. I get it. I so get it. I'm not ready for it, but guess what? No when problem. it happens, I'm going to be reaching out to you. You know I will. Yes. He's only six months. You're fine. But I mean, I waited till he was almost 15 months to do it. And yeah. it's still like torture you know, I get it. And more power to the mamas who are still amazing moms who have no choice, but to travel because of work or whatever else, you know, like more power to everyone. We're all, we're all just trying to survive right now. That's all I thought when I was away, I was like, how these other women are such super moms. Like Mm -hmm. how do they do this? Like they're amazing. I feel so lucky and like so privileged and like they, mm-hmm. that I get to spend so much time with my son. Like they are such super moms. Mm-hmm. And that's also the biggest, I think, outcome other than like, just, you know, how amazing parenting is in general and all the lessons you to learn from it. But how much more I respect and admire parents and specifically women, no offense, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but women are so incredible. There is no, there's no woman out there that I'm not amazed with, like, especially moms. Like there's no part of me that judges any other mom. If they do anything differently than how I do it. I just think every mom is different. Every journey is different. Every kid is different and needs different parenting. So there isn't one way to do it. There's not a right way to do it. And if you're a mom and you're surviving, you're a superhero. As long as you're doing what's best for your kid and you're surviving, you're doing it right. So I couldn't agree more. I just think, Moms are the coolest freaking. Mm, I couldn't <laughs> agree so more. Crazy. Oh my gosh. Hey, dads are pretty cool too. Dads <laughs> are amazing. Dads are definitely. Parenting <laughs> is just a journey and everyone deserves the respect, you know? It's oh, like, true. my goodness. Um, okay, so for all of our listeners, I'm sure they're all following you already, but if they aren't, can you just shout out where they can follow you, where to subscribe, and all the things? Sure. I mean, I'm on I'm on all the social medias. That is my job. So if you look for Colleen Bass. Challenger, anywhere on social media, you'll find me. Um, or if you want to laugh at how much of an idiot I am, you can look for Miranda Sings. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I am all over the internet. If you search my name, you'll find some social media to follow. Oh, and I'm so appreciative for all that you do. Thank you for making us laugh. And thank you for being so honest. You have so many different sides of you. And I just love that you're open to sharing them all. And that is what it's all about right now is just being able to relate to people and be able to laugh and find the, the joy in it all. You too. I could say the same exact thing to you. I've, I've mm. loved watching you and following you and being inspired by your, your story and your journey and how freaking cute Gio is. I just Thank like, you. <laughs> well, we have a play date in the near future, okay? Oh, One day in some, yeah. I couldn't tell you when, but it's going to happen, okay? Happen, Until yeah. then, um, we will communicate uh, via the social media. Sounds good. Oh, Colleen, thanks for coming on the show. We just love you. And please tell Eric that we say hello and baby Flynn that we love him too. We will. I will. So good to talk to you guys. I know. Same here. Thanks, Colleen. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Bye. More Adulting Like a Mother Father when we come back. Do you guys own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy, though? Yeah, bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. And it's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. That's right. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. And now back to Adulting Like a Mother Father. And we're back. Um, Loved chatting with Colleen. I feel like 
here's what's interesting about this time in uh, social distancing. A lot of people are saying social distancing is not the right terminology. It should be physical distancing because ah. in, yeah, in no other reality would I be, you know, chatting it up with these friends that I haven't seen in so long for, you know, extensive periods of time face to face, regardless, you know, of, I guess, being in each other's space. We're still able to be face to face. Yeah. I think it's really, really special. And she, and you know what's funny? The other day, um, Colleen posted something on her story about um, a cute little date night that her and her husband did. Did you see that? Explain. Oh, my no. gosh. Oh, my gosh. It was so cute. They dressed up. They set up a whole dinner. And I've seen this. I've seen other people doing this where they, like, make an actual, like, mock menu of a restaurant oh. and set up, like, a little scenario. And that's I why like I said that. the other night we should do, like, a little date yeah. night or something. I'll cook. Yeah, well, yeah, whatever. I don't care. I'll show up for dinner. No problem. <laughs> you can do the menu. Yeah. Because you love doing all the arts and craftsy stuff. You're lying, right? Yes. Okay, good. Because I am not artsy at all. No, you don't want to put any time or any energy into that stuff. <laughs> no, thank you. I don't have the focus. <laughs> Doesn't even like writing it. birthday cards, which oh, I which I understand. Sad. Don't tell people that. Well, look, you got a valid point. Like, I kind of see it now, you know? like They get, they literally, you open them, if know, you even open away. them, and you throw them in the trash know, right silly. after you see the message. It's totally a waste. There's got to be a better way, like, to just sit somebody down and basically verbalize what yes, you're going to put in the card. that is a much more efficient and eco-friendly. So let's try that. Yeah. Um, okay, so my birthday's coming up, so maybe you can do that for that me. That is weird. Your birthday is coming up. Yep. I mean, we're going to be... I'm going to be 25, everybody. <laughs> 32 years old. Wow. Oh, my gosh. I met you when you were 22. Uh-huh. You were a you had to fresh 23-year-old. Huh? Yeah, because I was going to say, were you 22? No, you were 23. Yeah, you've come a long way, yeah. my friend. Nine years. Yeah, wow. and so, nine years. Dude, and I, you blink, and that goes by. I know. You know what I mean? I know. Like, there's a lot uh, There's a lot of things that have happened. A lot. In our relationship, or just in just your in life? Just in that time span. Yeah. In our I relationship, know. in life, everything. But... It's like in retrospect, when you look backwards, it always feels like it went so freaking fast. I was just saying this when we were Zooming with Victoria's cast. I was just saying in some respect, it feels like it was yesterday and I can remember such vivid times we had together. And then in other respects, I feel like it's been like, de- like it doesn't even feel like it was part of my life. I feel like I'm a different person now yeah. or I was a different person then. Well, yeah, you were and you are. Wait, okay. I have a question. I want to because- talk about that call actually. Why? Because it's, it's an interesting thing that you guys did that. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's cool. Obviously, I don't have the experience that you have, but to see a cast of people who are in a show or a project or whatever, still friends and like still coming together years down the line mm-hmm. after the fact, it's pretty unusual, right? It's Well, in my experiences in this business, it's very unusual. I don't keep in touch with really any of the cast other than Victorious to the degree that we keep in touch. I mean, we have, you know, group text messages. Hold on. And what? You, you don't keep in touch with people from other projects? From like, other shows. Oh, yeah, gotcha. sorry. Um, not like the same way. You know, I'll keep in touch like here and there through social media, but with Victorious, like we all have like... No, you guys are like friends. Yeah, it's like really real special. I think it just has to do with the time in our lives. You know, granted, I was you know, a handful of years older than everyone, it Mm -hmm. still felt like we were going through a big portion of our adolescence together and, and doing such abnormal things. You know, we worked such long hours. We worked so hard uh, to create an amazing show. And then on top of that, we would do things after we wrapped where obviously we would hang out together just for fun, but then also we traveled, you know, we went to all these different places together. We had just experiences that like you can't repeat. No, 
Yeah, he never will. Yeah, and that yeah, was, was really pretty cool much time. like our call. I mean, I don't remember how long we were on there for. A while. <laughs> yeah, it like, was it, it was just like nice. Hours. We had a. I mean, we could have been on there forever. I felt like yeah. we were all just like really enjoying everyone. What I company. think is crazy. I think it's it's the the talent of that cast is even underestimated today. I feel like. You I mean, think? Ari, yeah, there's Ari, right? Who's like probably the biggest pop star in the world. I know. Which is like, that explains itself. But everybody else from like Leon, he's like super talented musician, producer, writer, everything, actor. Yeah. Matt Bennett, super, super funny, like mm-hmm. still going under the radar a little bit. And I think to me, he's like an Andy Samberg. Oh, I don't know if he'll like that, but he definitely is funny. Dude, hilarious. Yeah. Liz is killing it, doing her thing. Yeah. Uh, Avin killing it, doing yeah. his thing. Vic consistently Vic working. always killing it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's I mean, we also had Eric Lang in our group chat, which was awesome because he is like on Did another he level. He is talented. No, he's literally on another level. I mean, he was so friggin' talented back then, but um to see where his career has gone. I mean, everyone's career has gone in so many cool directions. Um <laughs> It I just mean, makes he, me think of mine. <laughs> But also gone in cool directions. You no, got to give yourself I mean, a pat I'm on grateful. the back. No, no, no. I have no, I don't think I have a huge um, issue with where I'm at right now. Like, yeah, I really feel like this is where I'm supposed to be and Good. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing and acting will always be a part of my life and I look forward to whatever the future holds in terms of that. But, yeah. um, I don't the think it's, going, it's was, not going anywhere, going away anytime soon. Yeah. You've been doing it since you were what? Five. Seven? Yeah. It's crazy. You're good at it, you know? And like, and you have, um, you have a tight, like you have a role that you thrive in. Yeah. <laughs> and so when the right opportunity comes around, then like you'll be ready. Yeah, no, for sure. Oh man. I miss them. It's so weird not being able to, celebrate together you know because it is a big milestone 10 years since the the, so it's 10 years since the first episode premiered Mm -hmm. not since we started i mean to start a show there's quite a process you know because i was i was 18 when i auditioned okay i'm 31 now wow so i auditioned at 18 and i actually had my 19th birthday while we were shooting the pilot so to give you some idea of like the time span if it's been 10 years since the first episode, that means that was two years after shooting the pilot. Wait, does that make sense? Say that again? Yeah. I didn't follow. So the first episode aired 10 years ago, so I would have been 21. But I was 19. I turned 19 when we shot the pilot. Okay. So there's like, I'm just trying to explain the fact that like, there's a lot of time that passes. And so even though it feels like there was only technically three seasons, we still spent a lot of time together. Well, a lot of, yeah, you were together for like four or five years. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You were even around. I remember yeah, towards the tail end. What a trip. I know. Remember you cool traveled, you that. came with us to, where did you go? Florida? Yeah. Orlando. When you guys did that concert. Yeah. Was you know, that when weird? you led the group doing the concert, Shut up. they had your mic turned off. No, they didn't. They were supposed to. I begged that they should have. They made a mistake. And then I heard my own voice and I almost pissed myself. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm not. Oh, uh -uh. that's cool. It's crazy. You know, looking back, it was, it was kind of a phenomenon. You know, it was like one of those things that was just massive. Did you know though? Like, did you have an idea? No, I told you I, um, I was in Australia at the time and I turned on the TV and like my hotel had like 10 channels and Nickelodeon happened to be one of them. And you guys were on and we had been talking at that point already. And I was like, okay, let me watch this for a second. Mm-hmm. And 
I want to say that was the Chicago episode. Like that was the very first <laughs> glimpse of what I got for you acting. Oh my gosh. I remember when we were, we were talking before we even met face to face. Ironic that now we're in a time where we're all talking and we haven't really met in person. Um, but anyways, no, you, you told me that you had seen that episode and I was mortified. <laughs> I thought that was it where it's Everyone over. else seems to love that one. No, no, it's a cool episode for sure. I mean, I'm proud of, I'm proud of Trina. I'm proud of the, the character. You I had a good be. time. No, shut up. I had a really good time. I mean, think about it. What, what other roles are like that character where you're just off the wall at all times, you know, know, just over the top and, and, and just dramatic and silly and crazy and all the things. So when I saw, when he told me that you had seen that episode, I thought, okay, he's certainly going to look at me in a very different set of lenses now. Yeah. And that's the other thing we talked about on the zoom calls. What, what are some of the things that we hear to this day that, you know, like in regards to our character? Oh yeah. Like Leon said, Oh, they always ask, where's your grandma or, or Matt said, where's rat? Everyone says, where's Rex? Um, what did everyone say? Oh, Ari said that everyone wants her to talk in her cat voice. Oh, or they right, say, like, why right. don't you talk like that? Or, you know, um, what did Liz say? I think that, Liz said something. That's just how people work. It's really, it's strange. Like People hold on no, to characters. No, sure, and sure. And they think that, like, you are that character. Yeah, that's what life. my point was, is that people always wonder why I'm not super, like, annoying in person or maybe they think I'm annoying and they're just flattering uh-huh. themselves. No, they, they think that, like, I'm just very different than Trina. Which is the point because we're playing roles. But anyways, what was the other thing? I want to I want to go back because I I feel like what did they say about Liz? Something about scissors because she always had scissors. Um, and then Avin, I don't know. No one really has anything. They just want to look at Avin. Everyone just thinks Avin's the hottest thing to walk the planet. And um, yeah, what a tr- oh. And then um, Eric said Psychowitz. They they always ask him where is coconut or what's in his coconuts or where is coconuts. Uh-oh. <laughs> I know you have no idea what I'm talking nah, about, but for anyone who saw the show, that might be interesting to hear. I don't know. Yeah. Just memory lane. Yeah. It was just a little wee one. It'd be cool if you guys could create some more memories, like do like a real finale kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know. I know. That's what everyone would love for sure. All right. Well, maybe I'll, we'll, we'll get it made. You'll produce it. Yeah. We'll <laughs> You'll bring all of us together. <laughs> Come over for a pool party and we'll, we'll finish it off. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Moving on. So, uh, you know, we talked a lot about this, this weird CV time, right? Talking mm-hmm. about like things you're doing to occupy your time, whatever. What are you consuming right now? What are you watching? What are you listening to? What are well, you reading? We're pretty much, <laughs> we're pretty much doing the same things except for the parts when we're now separated and I have my mornings to my, or my afternoons to myself and you have the morning. So, um, I'm zooming a lot. So that's part of my consumption, you know, okay. zooming with my mommy friends, zooming with my cast, um, yeah, zooming for meetings, but, um, outside of that, we watched Tiger King. Oh my gosh. Fascinating stuff. Oh my gosh. The best thing on TV. Wow. I just, my jaw just, I Be- mean, best thing on TV because there's the characters are mm-hmm. amazing and there's somebody like twists and turns and like, you just, it's like everything is so out of this world. What still blows my mind. What I say to everybody is like, it's crazy to me that this was going on and these people like live in the same country as me because I feel so different and like everything they have going on feels so different than like my reality mm-hmm. that it just, it blows my mind that that's happening. Yeah. It was, it's kind of freaky how entertaining it was, but yet this is their, their world and the whole big cat scene obviously infuriates me a little bit and I felt yeah. really, um, 
sad for the animals at some points, but um, yeah, so we watched Tiger King and we're interested in starting something new. I don't know what that is. We're also watching American If you could Idol. pick a favorite character from Tiger King, who was it? Like, a favorite? Who, yeah, who were you most drawn to? Oh my gosh. Carol? I don't know where to start. Ooh. I mean, I guess Carol tripped me out. Yeah, I was oh, yeah, fascinated to watch her. I think she is a complex character and I think she's so calculated. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just a lot going on in her mind that we all think but don't know. And so, yeah, I think she's interesting. So I'd that say. was the one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What about you? Yeah, what, do, what do you? I, so, what I'm curious about because you do a lot of the reading. Uh-huh. <laughs> Are you reading anything interesting? Because I know I see you in a book when you take your little baths. Oh my gosh! So I've been taking bubble baths, right? I like a good bubble bath. Nothing mm-hmm. wrong with it. it. Helps the blood flow. It feels nice. <laughs> um, I, I picked up this book called Strengths Finder, and uh, I just started it. But it's the, the premise of the book is how we all focus on the things that we're not good at, and we spend all our time like trying to improve the things that we're not naturally gifted at. Whereas this guy's philosophy is like, you should basically double, triple down on the things that were naturally gifted to you that you're naturally good at and excel as much, as much as possible, like in that direction. You know what I mean? So it's really interesting and and I'm, uh, I'm already hooked, but I'm only, I don't know, 20 pages in. That's powerful. And I'm glad you were drawn to that book because I feel like that's something you should really focus on leaning into hundred percent because totally you are, yeah, you are someone who you're not self deprecating, but you, you do certainly, um, Oh, dude, I, yeah. lean into yourself and, and give yourself a hard time for not being X, Y, and Z when re- in reality, like I see so much of the good in you and I'm like, why don't you just prop, you know, give yourself props for all these things that I'm so attracted to and, and aspire to be more like, yeah, I don't, I don't know why. Like, I think it's a couple things. I think it comes down to like the, the simple principle where we all want what we can't have or what we don't have. Sure. And so, you know, like you may be good at things, but you don't think much of it. And you see other things out there that are that are good or what people are good at. And you think like, oh, that looks cool. I might want that. Um, or I also need that to be well-rounded or whatever. So then you're, yeah. you become hyper-focused on that piece. What a waste of time, though. Because you can you can be well... We're all sort of well-rounded just based off of, you know, the characteristics we were sort of born with and have yeah. grown to... Yeah. Have. Look, I don't think it's about... I think I take a blended approach. Like this book, just reading 20 pages or whatever, has already changed my mindset. That's Like cool. I want to focus more on the things that I'm naturally good at. Um, but I, I take a blended approach in terms of like, I still think that you should make attempts at things. You should make attempts to get better at things that you're not naturally gifted at. But I want to say like that was – the, the part around like working on those things only or focusing all your time, like I want to say it goes back to being a kid, especially playing sports. It's like, it's that mentality, like that Michael Jordan mentality where you, you know, like you're not good at these certain things. You have this one thing locked down, but you're not good at all these things. You spend all your time working on that. And that's what I did for a long, long time. And I think we got to get back to like just making your life a little bit easier and, and being aware of what you're dope at. Yeah. And then doubling down. I love that because that's where a lot of people who are very successful, I think, originate when they realize there's something that they actually enjoy doing and they feel proud of and they're good at it. Um, 
that's when you see a lot of success. I, I, I obviously don't know for sure, but I feel like a lot of people, you know, who are naturally gifted at something like for instance, like an Ari or something, you know, she's just freaking phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And what if she was so focused on, you know, being, I don't know, a scientist because she thought that would make her well-rounded that she, you, you know, she, yeah, I think it, it's important to to focus on the things that you actually enjoy, that you feel like you're good at. Yeah, I actually picked this up from, um, you know, not only from this book, but like little examples in my life. Like I got a buddy, Mark, who owns Iconic, that um, mm-hmm. uh, art. art company. Uh, it's, a, it's a really dope company. They, they take all these pieces of art that his partner does. His partner is like a sick artist. And um, they put it on, what's it called? Canvas. Canvas. So it's like a... a yeah, they're like a, the leading canvas art company, whatever. But I've heard him talk many, many times about like when they, especially with things around marketing and advertising, when they find something that works, they go all in. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So this is the same kind of premise. I think that can be applied to my own personal life too. I love that. So shout out to Mark and shout out to <laughs> Iconic. Um, last thing, because I'm just curious. I know you listen to a lot of music or you're just constantly putting cool stuff in oh, your yeah. ears. So what are you listening to in terms of Ooh, like an artist? That's a, that's a really good question. So many mornings, it's um, Cafe Con Leche playlist from Spotify. You did not let that cat out of the bag. I did, but I put that on my story so many you times. You have? Yeah, oh, okay. Because yeah. I just feel Dude, like... that's that's... That's the possibly, sauce right there. That, possibly that one of the best playlists on Spotify. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so there's that. Um, been out in the garage doing workouts, whatever. A lot of Drake playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little Post Malone. Uh, ooh, I took it back to my childhood the other day. 50 Cent. 50 Cent, I yeah. saw that on your story. 50 Cent. <laughs> I like asking you because you're all... You, used to do a lot of like new music Friday. So I feel like every week you would listen to someone new and cool. And I would, you know, then find it yeah. interesting because I don't ever search music very often to yeah. find new and new artists. So. I don't know why, but I just think it's cool. Like music makes you feel things. You know what I mean? Like for me, music just makes life better. And I love like finding something new that makes you feel something you never felt before. Yeah. I used to, um, I've always been into music, mainly hip hop. And in college, I remember I used to go on websites like hotnewhiphop.com or whatever. <laughs> I swear. And and that's the time where you still had to like download songs and upload them to your, your iPod or whatever. Oh, yeah. But like I would have the freshest music <laughs> coming through my headphones at the gym. You were born to be in that field. Yeah, maybe. One day. Maybe I'm going to double down on this? that strength. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like one day you should you should unleash a little came to party. Oh yeah. You're single from yeah. back in the day. It still bumps. <laughs> it still bumps. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I think we touched on a lot of different bases. Yeah, I think yeah. we did. I'm actually pretty hungry. I'm right curious now. what this next week holds for all of us. And um We're just gonna I skip over everyone... the hungry comment. Go ahead, eat. Let's wrap this up. You wanna go on to next week? What? Am I confusing you? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Sometimes you embarrass the crap out of me. Sorry. (laughs) Okay. All right, guys. Um, We love you. We really do appreciate your support, especially in these funky times where we don't know where to consume, you know, our escapism. We appreciate everyone who's listening more than ever, especially now. So um, if you feel inclined, we would really appreciate a review. And if you feel like you enjoyed our listen, um, five stars is appreciated even more. Oh, you're out there lobbying, huh? Um, it's up to you. Um, but in the meantime, just stay safe, stay home, get some fresh air, keep it simple, and uh, get back to the basics. We love you guys. 
Love you. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of Adulting Like a Mother Father. New shows drop every Tuesday on the Direct Message Network on Podcast One. 